When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. True Barrymore unpacked. Whoa, iPad. Not just a hand clap. Whoa, it claps. Wow. Whoa. Are we doing it? We're doing it. Hi, I'm Clea. I'm Joanna. Welcome to Best Friend Energy Unpacked. This is where we just keep the conversation going from our main episode and just like dig in a little deeper. Right. A little we more. can't always get into things in the main no, episode. There's just, we have more to say. Definitely. And we also have a nice rotating mix of characters. We might have some people from our team on, some friends join us for Unpacked. We talk pop culture, organizing. It's really everything just and all things. Just let loose. We just let loose. Right. You can That's even exactly unbutton right. your pants. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Although one time I, I I think I had to. That's what I mean. No, my pants were very It's allowed. My jeans were too tight. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about our experience recording with the one and only Drew Barrymore. So let's let's set the scene yeah. for everyone. So in the main episode, we have this incredible conversation with Drew, and we're going to let you actually hear more of the conversation that we had because it was too much to fit in, right? It was just, it was an incredible conversation, and it, we went on so long. We went way long. I mean, I hope she made it to dinner. I know. She had dinner with her kids and the kids' grandparents, yes. and I was like, oh my goodness, we, we have now held back Drew. I know, but she just has so much to say, and I'm fascinated and hanging on every single word. So let's, let's set the scene for everyone. We recorded... Uh, at the Drew Barrymore show studio. Right. She had just finished a, a show of her own. So the audience was literally leaving as we were arriving. And the first thing we did is recorded Drew's News, which is her podcast with her. And that was really fun. Very we talked fun. about all sorts of topics and laughed a lot, giggled a lot. And then there was a quick set change. It went from <laughs> Drew's News to Best Friend Energy. Right. It was it was a sharp, oh, I wouldn't say sharp left turn, but it was a left turn. It was a left and a blue background. It was a left turn and a blue background. That's right. And we went, we switched being hosts, which was such an interesting like, well, thing to Well, it's crazy to interview Drew Barrymore, who is such a master I mean, you could just interviewer. stop it there. It, it, right. Correct. Let me stop there. It yeah. is crazy to interview Drew Barrymore. Period. Full stop. Period. Full stop. But it's also crazy because she is the interviewer. Yeah. You know? So to turn the tables, I, I'm like, what right do we have to ask her any questions? No, I still don't feel like it really happened. I know. But she has actually become one of our friends, which is a crazy thing to say because she's just, she's one of the most famous people in the world. I know. And she's so amazing and so honest and so real and so vulnerable. All of those things, actually, that you would want in any friendship, and she just happens to be Drew Barrymore. Well, and I think we should say one of the reasons why the conversation went so much longer than we thought is because, of course, Drew is so real and vulnerable and authentic and can really dig deep about questions that um, we barely touched the surface, and yeah. she just is like, let me put everything out there. What you guys didn't see, we're recording in this small little room, and we have two people in the room with us, one on our side and one for Drew. And apparently on the other side of the door, there were like, 
27 people congregating <laughs> trying to get Drew off to her dinner. I know. And they were like, you have to tell the girls, all three girls, right, <laughs> to right. just c- cut be it. quiet, yeah. cut it. And along with the 27 people who really needed to like get her to her dinner, there was also a lot of security that was starting to form. Yeah, a lot of hubbub. We, we didn't really understand what was happening. And apparently the head of all of CBS was also waiting to talk to Drew. And um, we were just, we were just, just gabbing away. We were just gabbing away, doing our thing. No, they must have been like hovering yeah, texting, and breathing. Please, yeah. you have to cut them off. Cut them off. We just couldn't. No. So we kept going. So we had to give a whole extra episode to this piece because we also don't want to edit out anything. We Right. We had to put it in, into Unpacked. It was just too much. It was too good. And Drew is just too incredible. Like we couldn't edit anything out. So, so without further ado, here we go. And then on the work side, things seem to be good right now. And God, how long will that last? I hope. Hope a long time. I hope right. as long as I think as, it as long can. as you keep following who you are. Yeah. I mean, this is who you are. Well, that's what you guys have done. You were who you were. To be true to yourself, everybody has something to offer, you know, and if we can get in touch with that. And you'll have so much self-doubt, and that's so natural and normal. But, you know, my kid's grandfather that I'm going to see after this, Poppy, um, he was an ad man, an, a madman back in the 60s. He was at a big advertising agency mm-hmm. called Doyle Dane Burnback. Okay. One of the ones that they like. <laughs> Sounds extremely yeah. legit. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Based madmen on. It like, like it was an amalgam of a couple agencies. He's he's just amazing and he's smart. And uh, he he worked on a Chanel account, actually. He worked on all these different accounts, but he worked Did they on, cut it open? Um, exactly. <laughs> I know prior our prior conversation about uh, leather goods, Lu- luxury and goods, luxury yeah. goods. Um, he worked on a Chanel account, and they liked him so much they asked him to leave the company and come run Chanel. Oh wow! Um, I know. I'm like, oh my god! And he did. He was the president for oh my gosh. decades, um, and he's long retired. He hasn't been with them in quite some time, and uh, he's too is just living like this quiet life. But he's just a very smart person and. I remember when I was first getting to know him, I wanted to pick his brain because I was starting to brand things. And I was like, um, could I ever ask you a piece <laughs> of advice? Like, I love marketing. I think it's storytelling. I love advertising. That's storytelling. Branding is something I don't know exactly. Um, can I ask you a question? And he was like, sure. And I was like, I'm just like debating whether to go this direction or that direction. He listened, he nodded his head, and he goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I said, so what do you think? And I was trying to, to launch a beauty company. And he was like, well, go out there and tell me everything you see. And I was like, yep, I've done these. like, what's that? What's there? What's this? What's that? He asked me a ton of questions. And he's like, so that's everything you see, right? That's what's happening out there. And I said, yes. And he goes, now tell me what you don't see and go do that. Mm-hmm. It's really good advice. It is really good advice. I'm <laughs> like, go write yes, that down. I know. I'm like, we're going to run out here and write that down. And I was like, that's the best, one of the best pieces of advice I'll ever get in my life. I knew it right then and there because it's applicable to so many it's things. It's applicable to everything. Yeah. And tell me what so, you don't see. I love that. Such an encouraging thing to take it and use it as advice for like your truth, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's not something that's tried, true, and tested. Go with what your heart tells you and what you don't see. And 
I'll never forget that piece of advice. It well, was so much bigger than business advice. I don't advice. think we'll ever no, forget that I, piece I of advice. I think that we're taking that with us forever. Well, you guys did that. I didn't see that out there. Well, you know, you know I think we all try and we're all, you know, there, I think that we have a lot of similarities in the world. Go, go, go. And with as much excitement and energy as we can until we don't have the energy right. anymore. So we're that's just right. going to keep doing it. And I, I love your antidote of trying to wind back the things that you can wind back so you can give all of your energy to the things that you're passionate about. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. We have our royal correspondent with us today, Miss <laughs> Lauren Lagarde. Yes, we do. Um, welcome, Lauren. Welcome, Lauren. Hello. 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 <laughs> no, um, I shouldn't do that. No, no, we did we not. decide if it was offensive or no, not? We no, don't. I don't think. Not, I don't think we figured it out. I didn't out. hear anything in the comments about it, so I think I think we're okay. But I'm not going to ever do it again. <laughs> let's, let's not. Yeah. It's okay. a one. It's a one and done. Okay, Lauren. You have proven yourself to be our royal correspondent. Do not look at the your sheet. You're cheating. No, it's I have the Is answers blocked out. Oh, yeah, it's I don't have it. <laughs> oh my god, it's Dying. like the Mueller report. I okay. know. All right, so we're taking this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> there is a redacted document. Lauren has a redacted Lauren. document. Okay, so you've proven yourself to be a true royal expert. I don't know. I mean, within the home edit. Yeah, right. <laughs> out, out of the three of us. <laughs> out of the three of us. So we have a few rapid fire questions, and you have to just say true or false. Okay. All right. Meghan Markle is three years older than Prince Harry. True. Correct. Kate Middleton is older than Prince William. True. Correct. Meghan Markle's first job was acting. No. False. Correct. William has served in one branch of the military. False. Okay, doing pretty well. William's second son is named... False. Na <laughs> <laughs> is named Archibald. False. Correct. Queen Elizabeth has five children. True. Uh, it's false. Oh, sorry. Wait. No, it's, no, no back no, to no back Oh, <laughs> interesting. Is it four? Yeah, I guess she has four. Yeah, sorry. I, I right, missed one. that one. Eh. I was trying to go too fast. Okay. All royal brides carried myrtle in their bouquets. I think that's true. It is true. Yeah. When the queen or king finishes eating, the meal stops for everyone else. That's true. Yes. Royals are forbidden from eating shellfish in public. I have actually no idea. It's true. I wonder why. I have I Lauren, no you have to come idea. back. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll come back. All right. Yeah. All right, this is, I'm just going to throw this out there about shellfish. I'm just from what, being what? Jewish. Yeah, okay. So in Judaism, we don't eat shellfish. I, I do eat shellfish, yeah. just to be clear, <laughs> because you are what you eat and they're bottom feeders. I don't know. Maybe that I to have it. a feeling it has something to do with the fact that you have to touch, like, uh, is it like if messy? you think shrimp peeling, if you oh, think oysters, like, maybe if it's like loose, it's like, like a tactile, there, but like, <laughs> they don't want to have to do anything that's like, like, what are you going to? Like, do it with your hands. Yeah, like now that now I need someone to give me a royal wipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Okay. Great job, Lauren. Only so one. Lauren only got one two, wrong. Oh yeah. Two, two wrong. wrong. She yeah. recused herself from yeah. Well, yeah, one wrong and one. Yeah. So right. we yeah. have some updated thoughts on um the Harry and Meghan series. Can um, I can I get credit first? 
I'm so proud of you that you watched, Joanna. Why am I here? Like, if you watched, oh, like, you know, like, no, do you no, want to no. just take the floor I am no and, like, royal correspondent. Please, no, like, I had a lot let of us questions. know your thoughts. No, first of all, I am not, like, I, I'm not a crazy royal follower, but I know enough to know a little bit. Yeah. But let me ask you this. So the next line ex- in succession is, is the, is uh, Will's son. George. George. It's not Harry. Harry's way down the lineage because it goes Charlotte after George and then... Harry would be fourth in line. Okay, that's what I wanted to clarify, Jeremy. Yeah. If you're listening, that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the question I the burning question I had to clarify first. Yes. Okay. So what are your initial thoughts? I mean, I have to say, I think it's all real. Like I her tears, her emotion. I mean, yes, she's an actress, but I there was so much emotion behind it and the lengths that she had to go. You could see, I could just feel how hard she was trying to make this all work because it would have been so much easier just to make it work. So it must have been so, so hard for her to have to ex- like get out of there and get out of that situation that it must have been so painful. And also, like, how do you know anything that you're entering into without just entering into it? There's no way anyone knows what they're getting into. I mean, I feel like that in our daily life with our anybody feels like that. Like, how do you know until you're in it? How do you know what it's like to be a mother until you're in it? Right. Like, no one tells you because it's not even words. It's just like you're experiencing it. So there's no way there was some mastermind plan. Like, I, I felt so much emotion for her. And I can only imagine how awful and hard that must have been. I mean, and and on the politics, on, you know, on the British side, I just, uh, I, I just felt for her so deeply. So, so, so deeply. Okay. So you are firmly still, you are in Megan's camp. I mean, listen, do I think there's some complication and are there two sides to stories? Yes. And I'm also like not blind to that. I, there's, I don't think it's one or the other, but I will say this. I cannot imagine how hard it must have been to do what they did. So I think that there is so much truth in everything she's saying. I think that if it accomplished anything, right? If you were maybe on the fence or like, it's so selfish of them to have left but had no other thoughts behind that, like maybe that was your instinct and then you thought nothing else right. about it and you happen to watch this, Yeah, there's no way that you leave the watching without empathy for them, No, I think. And the baby I think it shower? did a really good job. Oh, oh yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. you know, and she just was so raked over the coals for her friends throwing her just a... And the awareness they brought to mental health, I also so – I mean, there is not enough awareness still about mental health. I, I mean, agree. it's gotten better in this – The three of us could really talk about yeah. it. I mean, like, yeah. that'll be next episode. But I – there. I mean, it's still not talked about enough, mental health. It's it's there. Stigmatized, for sure. Yeah. And well, just like, wait for next week when we have Lauren back as the <laughs> mental health uh, correspondent. <laughs> well, um, yes. I mean, I could – I have a few things to say about that, too. But I, I think – so I brought some notes because oh, I wanted to be prepared. Yeah. And as the official royal correspondent, yes, which I feel – Heavy as the crown. <laughs> that was such a good one. You good. stole that it from me. One. I didn't even say it right. Heavy as the head that wears the crown. Yeah, Sorry. It was, okay. It was yeah. so good. God, it was, was good. good. Like I was good. <laughs> um, but so I I brought some notes and it looks a little bit like I'm a serial killer because there's like scribble scratches it's and like true. I'm, it, I'm looking, at it, right looking now. at it and she's like, what is this? Stressed out. But. So I feel like overall, what I want to say at a top line level about part two, which you know, I thought part one did a great job of sort of laying the foundation and getting us to not present day, but it brought us all the way up to the wedding. I think that part three felt, should we start with the good or the bad? Wherever you need to. Well, I think, like, what do we, what do we think? Uh, let's start with, let's start with bad. 
No, I think I you just jump in good. with whatever whatever's coming okay, to your head. I think let's start with good. Yeah, let's lead with it's let's a new year. It's yeah. a, let's start with the good. Okay. Um, I think the mental health piece, like I felt so, so beyond empathy, I felt actual sadness yeah. when her mom is oh, like teary-eyed and yeah. talking about like Megan wanting to not be on this planet anymore and and those things. Like I think that 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 those moments were First of all, it's beautifully produced. Yeah. But I don't want to even say produce make it to make it seem like it's false because I think it rang really true and you can't help but just be like, wow, this is awful. Right. Yeah. You know, and just like not wanting to be a person anymore, like whatever that means, is just such an isolating and awful feeling. And I think they really like she shared that and it's really vulnerable to put yourself out there in that way and say like, I struggled because I think there's also this ideal that she's supposed to have it all together. Right. And I think that's also part of to be fair, I think that's part of the perception that she maybe had put out there prior to that interview where she said she wasn't okay when they're on the um, South African tour. But I thought that was all to shed the light on the mental health piece and really like really get into it and right. talk about it was so well done and also has to, had to have helped people yes. as they're watching it yes. and saying like, okay, maybe right. I'm not alone I'm not in these feelings. I'm not and alone. Like, I feel this and what no matter what your pressure situation is, yeah. like if you feel it, you had to have resonated and I think she's so good at just feeling like someone that you're friends with. I, she, I mean, absolutely. I definitely feel like she feels very relatable. So much And I don't so. even think it's a feeling. I think she actually is probably. No, she seems like, very, very down to like, earth. let's have a wine with her. No, and I point. was even thinking this was so stupid and so minute, but when Harry was on the call from the place in New York and she's sitting not to be in the camera view or any, ref I mean, I know all the tricks, but it's yeah. like not to be in the reflection in any window or anything. She's sitting on the floor behind the couch and yeah. I'm like, the, it's not like she's some proper person sitting at like, you know, in the other space because she won't sit on the floor. Totally. Like the, I just, that's so small, but I, that stuck with me. Well, yes. because that's been her whole life. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like think she just gets in there. She is just someone who sits on the floor. Yeah. And I think that the formality that she describes yeah. with Will and Kate, like Kate's not getting on the floor. I don't think so. I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. I don't and think I think so. so I thought that part was really good and I think they are just lovely. I just really like I them. Know. I and feel their like love they're just so, so good and yeah. like fun and I, know. I feel like he has it's clear that he has a cheeky sense of humor and I yeah. think you get a lot of that. I have a big Beyonce question mark oh, here yeah. because I think that part where she yeah. texted her and said she's meant to break generational curses that are meant to be healed and he he was like, "Well said." And I just like his delivery was good. I was like, "Oh, Oh, Harry, do you want to be on our podcast? Right. <laughs> All of it is really interesting. Like, yeah. just really, I thought those pieces were really good. I think the interesting part that's not necessarily veering into, like, I don't hate to even use the word bad, but, like, where I started to raise my eyebrow. The interesting part is that for a couple that seemingly really resents the organization, and let's remove the family piece of it, but, like, resents the business the of Royals. They, they are, let's just be fair, like, this is what the entire documentary is about. It's not actually a documentary, right? Yeah, it's a miniseries, it, right? Or it's a series. like a docu series. But a lot of people, a lot of people had comments about that because I think yeah. we referred to it as a documentary, and they were like, "No, this is someone's storytelling from their point of view." Yes, because it definitely is not. And I read a few articles, so this thought isn't entirely my own. But I was like, "Oh, it doesn't really feel once. It, it doesn't feel two sided." Like, and I think part of that is because the royal family and no one from the British, like any anything official, is going to speak to right. them. So right. of course it has to feel one-sided because they're never going to get another side. But I started to feel more in the more in the second half than in the first half that it was feeling just a little like oh 
is that right? Or also not questioning their the validity, but just like, oh, I'd be interested to hear the other side of this. Or like, I'd be just, of course, I'm curious because right. I'm just a curious person. But like, oh, this feels maybe like mm, way more subjective to their experience, which is their documentaries or miniseries. Right. So it should be. But I didn't feel that way. I thought the first half felt a little bit more of like the recounting of the history and the facts right. and like, here we are. And the second half, maybe because it was more personal, I started to be like, oh, I, I wonder what they would say about this. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I still think the racism that she experienced, yeah. Yeah. the it's the leaks and things like that that Harry describes where he's like had these conversations for months and then his dad's has put it in writing and five days later right. it's in the press. How betrayed must oh, you feel? Whether I mean, it happened from your dad or not, like that is awful because at the end of the day, I think Harry came at this like it was a family conversation and they came at this as if it was a business conversation. And that to me feels heartbreaking because it's like, it's like when you have a job that you really love and you do anything for the job and then you have like a weird situation that happens and you realize that it's just a business. It's like, it's a job, not, you know. Well, that's why people say don't mix business and pleasure, but it's when your family is the institution and is the business, they're they're inextricably tied. Like you cannot remove one. Which I think is really hard for someone, an outsider coming in. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't even get me started about John's questions about curtsying. Like, (laughs) you know, he was like, what? So, but again, it's like, you know, Harry says, how do you explain to someone that, yes, of course, I bow to my grandmother. And like, you know, you curtsy. Like, it's so normal for them. This institution is, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to look at the family tree going back to like William the Conqueror. And like thinking about this bloodline that's come all the way through. It is crazy. I loved, this is sort of off topic, but I, her relationship, Megan's relationship with the queen, when she was smiling, I like, it brought me so much like, yes. Like, that totally. was genuine. And then it broke my heart even more when she was like, yeah, come to the house and have lunch. And then the powers yeah. that be start to, like, block that, right? I and, like, know. that feels bad. I and, like, know. there's no way that you can't – you're just like, man, is there anything worse than feeling like you have access to someone and then all of a sudden the access gets taken away because you're trying to, like, push, a like, an opinion or a thought that maybe, they like, the group doesn't agree with. And that – all of that I thought was really eye-opening and, I think, interesting. I think – the part when I started to, it's not even that it's bad, but it, like I struggle with the right word, but I started to just feel a little bit like, mm, I have questions is just that when I heard that he had a book coming out mm-hmm. and the book is diving into all of the royal, all of us again, right? I, I started to be like, okay, first of all, excellent job to their team. So as a yeah. publicist and <laughs> someone that like does this for the home edit, I see you and I yeah, the deeply, comp, team did a good job. Yeah, deeply respect you and admire your work and your synergy and the marketing campaign that is, is happening right now. It's working. Um, but I think the person in me that's like wants to believe that they're all just like genuine and and truth telling. I just this is what my thought to that was. 
once they realized they were going to leave, they had to figure out, and they were not going to be have the money from the royal family anymore. They had to be on their own. Of course. So I think part of it was like, okay, what are we doing? Like, what are, what are we what doing are with our lives? And then the second piece was like, our story is being so, so misguided and mistold throughout this entire world. We absolutely have to tell it our way. And so, because Jeremy was like, why do they have all this footage? Like, and I, and I said, those were the two things that I said to him. I said, one, they were, they probably had some of this because they knew they were going to do something with it at some point, whether they knew how they were going to do it or not, there was going to be some use to it. And secondly, they were determined to tell the story that they needed to tell for themselves. And yes. there was no other way to do that. And we said that in the first uh, installment. Yeah, installment of whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. But that was clearly uh, so important. The first installment was, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think reclaiming the narrative and yeah. taking things back yeah. was like very, is very important to them, as it should be. Right. And if everyone else is making money mm-hmm. off of this, mm-hmm. I do not blame them one bit. I, and I think that was part of it. They're but like, no. The cynic in me was like, oh, okay. Like, I see you. And I think, Again, I maybe would have just, they should have asked me, but I maybe would have made some slightly different choices in terms of like the content that was focused on in that, like the second installment, because I would have, the salacious things are like William yelling at Harry and like screaming and like, that's the stuff that everyone's tuning in for. But I think if you hate the family so much or, and I I don't actually think that they, he hates, I think it's complicated and nuanced as all family relationships are, but I think if there's so much disdain and, like, they put me in danger, they put my wife in danger, they put my child in danger, and we need to get away from them, I would potentially have advised, though, again, no one asked me, that we would be push- pushing out other projects that aren't solely tied to the royal family, mm-hmm. which they just announced another series on Netflix, so I will say they're doing some of that, but I probably would have diversified slightly because it feels like... To your point, it feels very clear. I think if you're thinking about this from a business and like um, capitalism perspective, I was just about like, to say, do like, you feel like they were just capitalizing on their yes, story? Yes, but like, and they need to, they need to have, they need to make a livelihood. Right. And if everyone else is making money, why not? Right. But it just starts to feel a little transactional. And I felt like in the second half, I lost some of the magic that I felt in the first for them. And Well, so, they talked about the clickbait and like all that stuff. And like, they sort of touched on the fact that they were so upset that how much money other people were making on their behalf. For sure. So I feel like that was a real driver, but I don't think they were shy about acknowledging that that piece was there. I mean, they didn't say for themselves why they sure. did it, but I... It came up a few times, I feel like, throughout. I am looking forward to, and I have more thoughts about the documentary so we can go back, but I am looking forward to, like, this, when this phase passes and yeah. seeing what they'll do because I think she's tremendous and I think yeah. her, like, humanitarian work is yeah. tremendous. I could see her running for, like, I would love for her to, like, run for she some could. sort of political office. Yeah. Like, that would be fabulous. She's tremendous. She, like, has so much, I think, to give and offer. And I think he does, too. I think he's very interesting. He's dynamic. He's fun. I think they have big, like, a lot to do ahead of them. And I I'm, I'm, I found myself just sort of like, oh, I'm looking forward to that piece, which I've never felt before. And I think that I felt a little fatigued by, like, the royal cycle, which yeah. is very rare for me because I, like, love the salacious, like, juicy piece of this. Right. But I was like, oh, I feel – because I think when you go back and you think about the Oprah interview where we got the first, like, uh-huh. jaw-dropping right. moments, like, these stories have sort of been told, uh-huh. right? And so I think the book is interesting because, like, we'll get – I think he's really telling – He's really doing yeah. it. There's like supposedly I saw I was gonna say I read, but that's just a it's lie. TikTok. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok that he um an excerpt of the book was released and he said that William and Harry encouraged him to wear the Nazi uniform for wow. Halloween. So he's obviously naming names and oh, like that just, makes me wow. sad because really here's how I felt at the end. I'm like 
I think if you took the business out of it, which again, I said is impossible, the family, they have to love each other. And it's just so complicated. And it is so complicated, but I don't, I just want to interject that I don't know that they have to love each other. I don't know. They've been through, no one can understand what they've been through. Totally. But I think that, again, it is really nuanced and really complicated. And I think you could see it in the first half when Diana died. They had to like go and like shake hands and like play both sides. You know, they said this is is our job is to like, I, I mean, maybe this was just intentional, but to me, I felt like William was able to do that way easier than Harry. Like Harry did not like have, you know, William was like smiling and shaking hands no to no fault of his own. I mean, that's his job to do that. But, you know, I think relationships are really complicated and who knows what goes on behind the scenes. And I don't know how much traditional love there is. He seems to obviously have a very fond memory and relationship with his mother. We have no idea like what I think. We contextualize their relationship in our understanding of what an American family feels like. And yes. like all I don't want all American families are different and all families are different, but I, I think their situation is very different. And like I feel the same. My heart is like, how I, could they not look? I don't know once dad, the book comes oh, out, I just I'm calling be- it now. I don't think they go to the coronation. If the book is as bad as I think that it's going to be, how? It's his dad. I, I just, bet Charles doesn't invite him. Oh, it's really possible. I know oh, it sounds oh crazy. My gosh. But I now think, that he's just out of it, no, there's no, like, he has, he's no longer tied in that way. Can't look, it just move May on? is a long time away. And, like, you know, there's four months for them to make amends. If he's accusing William of, like, encouraging him to wear an off, like, those are, it's unspeakable, know, right, really. Of course. And whatever else, like, you know, he maybe hit him. I mean, I, allegedly, I do not want to get sued by no. the royal family. So, like, <laughs> all of this is all alleged. Of this is allegedly. Alleged, allegedly. I'm going to yes. say allegedly one more time. Yes. Um, so allegedly all of this is, you know, I just think, I don't know. So I, I, my, my prediction is for sure though, that they, um, they're not going to go. I just need them to get back to, I, I just need, at the end of the day, I need a love story. I just do like a family love story. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think, I think we, I think Harry and Megan have a love story and I think William and Kate have their own very different love story. I don't think that this family unit is going to- survive, Diana. I mean, I just can't. My parting thought here is that the royal family and the British media are in an access relationship. They need each other. The narrative is so important. The stories that the British family or the royal family tell to the British media and the, the story that the British media tells about the royal family are crucial to the existence of the royal family, right? Like, there isn't a person in the world that doesn't love a a reuniting. Mm -hmm. So do I think they will? 100%. Do I think it'll be in May? I don't know. I think it's a little soon. But at some point, they will, and it'll be splashed everywhere, and we'll have the beautiful pictures, and it'll be fine. Because the kids will get older. I need it to be fine. They'll want to – I think it will because it has to be because this is a fairy tale. They write the stories that we – like, whether or not it's really fine, maybe we'll never know, or maybe we will, like – Thank you, Megan and Harry, docu-series part seven, like whatever, whenever that comes out. But like, I think we will see a reconciliation. I just don't know if it'll be in May. Okay, that's it for this episode. We're back on Tuesday with Jimmy and Alexis Allen. And then we'll be back next Thursday with more Impact. Also, we want to know about your projects, your best friends, and your dilemmas. So keep in touch with us at bestfriendenergypod.com. Bye. Bye, guys.